Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow. Welcome to this week's Tech Takeaways. Uh, so I'm joined, as always, by my uh, dynamic co-host, uh, Wayne Miller. Hi. And Jason Fitzgerald. Howdy. So um, so here we are, here again. Um, and uh, last show that I got to introduce, uh, we had the torturous title of Beyond Firewall. Um, but you guys loved it so much that we've decided we needed a part two, but not a part two of Beyond Firewall. This is Beyond, colon, the end point. Um, so, uh, yeah, blame these for these titles. This is going to have legs in this Beyond, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, but okay, we're talking about Beyond Endpoint. And when we're talking about endpoints, on the whole, we're talking about things like laptops, desktops, servers, mobile phones, etc. Um, and, and we're looking at, what we really want to discuss is kind of the evolving nature of managing endpoints. Um, so, Jace, you made a good point before, actually, about a question that we get asked an awful lot when it comes to endpoints. So why, why don't we kick off there and uh, let, let's go from there? Absolutely, yeah. So we're an IT consultancy and services business, and a question that we often get asked is, when I procure new hardware, how easy do you make it for me to get onboarded? You know, And what the customer is asking by onboarding is ensuring that my software is deployed on the endpoint, ensuring that essentially I can give that device to an end user and they can start working on it straight away after a login. So it's got all the software, it's got all of the security applications that need to be on that, and it's got every everything that the user needs to be able to uh, to do their, their job on there. Um, and, and so that has, uh, I, I feel, changed. Um, um, and, uh, and, and I think it's a great topic, you know, endpoint, endpoint management. It's, it's something that people are concerned about because you want to make sure that they're getting the best out of their investment. You know, when people buy a new laptop, they want it to work for a long time. They don't want it to get slow. They want it to be more increasingly, there's a, an energy efficiency, you know, with a lot of, of organizations. They've got CO2 pledges, um, green uh, charters, this kind of thing. And we want to make sure that they are secure as well. Yeah, so, uh, so you make a really good point, actually, about the, the, this idea with onboarding, because, of course, the world's changed a lot over the last two, three years. You know, we've touched on this in previous episodes of, uh, you know, everybody doesn't come into the office as much now. You know, we talk to customers a, a lot of the time where actually this is a real big problem for them because the way they used to distribute endpoints so that people could do their work was either they'd have a desktop PC in the office, so they'd come in and sit at the desk, yeah. or they would have um, the ability to come in, get the new laptop. So that you know that exciting day where you go and get your new box with your new laptop in, and IT have already configured it. But actually, if people aren't necessarily coming to the office, or we've got a more geographically dispersed workforce where it's just not practical to do so, it makes that much more difficult. You know, and is that is that kind of the driver behind this conversation around? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if we look at the kind of traditional way of 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 doing this, um, a new laptop, for example, would be delivered into the organisation to the IT department. Someone would install the applications, ask what the user needs to to be able to do their job, and then they would repackage it back up, and then and then pass it to the user. So either reseal it and then send it back out, uh, postage, or wait for the user to come into the office and hand it to them. Are you saying there's a smarter way to do that now? There's absolutely smarter <laughs> ways to do that, yeah. I mean, if, if, if we think about the requirements of this, from the minute the end user logs into the machine, you want to guarantee that it has got the secure configuration that you require on that um, for, for a number of reasons. If you're a Cyber Essentials customer, you're Cyber Essentials certified, there is a requirement that it is a secure configuration from the off. 
So as soon as the user logs into it, it is secure. But you're going to want to have your uh, ZTNA or VPN software on there. You're going to have your antivirus and your security endpoint software. How do we guarantee that that is on there from from, from the minute that the user logs in? And, and there's a few ways that we work with that. So we have uh, access to uh, auto automation tools, essentially. So um, we use a lot of Microsoft Autopilot, where essentially we can build out a profile that says that the profile includes a secure configuration. So the firewall is enabled on the device. The device has got a endpoint uh, security application deployed and configured in such a way uh, that it it meets the requirements uh, for cyber essentials or, or the business policies. And when the user receives that device, so it can go direct from vendor to end user without anyone receiving it in the middle. So no IT person taking it, it's literally box fresh. And the end user can sign into that and the software is automatically deployed. And we can audit that the software is automatically deployed. And so we can guarantee that from the minute that the user logged in, it had all of the applications that were required on it. It's um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's the first part of the journey from a from an endpoint. Yeah. Um, we were talking with a couple of clients over the past couple of weeks that we've onboarded to our MSP offering, and we've put a different piece of software on the endpoint because we were worried, or I was worried, and we were talking with the um, the management team and the organisation about we get it ready, it's there, it's waiting to be used. And we were, you know, I was concerned that if people were to take um, the MDR software or some of the agents off the devices, but you pointed out that with another bit of software. Yes, that's right, yeah. So, uh, just talk us through that again. Yeah, so we, we use a whole host of tools with managing our customers. And one of the tools that we use is a remote management and monitoring tool, so an RMM tool. And there's, there's loads of RMM tools available. Um, but the one that we use uh, allows us to uh, set metrics to check that the devices are running at the optimum level, essentially. So we can look to see, is the antivirus uh, software running on the machine? Is it the one that should be running? So if the customer's using Sophos and all of, a, all of a sudden we're seeing something like McAfee or Kaspersky installed, well, that's not what the customer uses. Um, so how can we guarantee the security policy? Well, we can't because if, it, if it's not the endpoint that they should be using, how do we know what the settings are? We don't. Um, so we we use our RMM tool with our managed customers to monitor that endpoint, um, checks in a couple of times per hour. And if there's any change in that state of the machine, it automatically rectifies it. So it brings it back to a known compliance state by, in the example of the antivirus, it reinstalls the correct antivirus and gets the other one off. So the benefit of that is obviously it is a secure configuration from out the box, but then we're maintaining that secure configuration through the life cycle of the device or trying to at least. Yeah, and I think that's an important part of kind of how this the, the technology space itself is evolving because the requirements, obviously the requirements change. So, you know, Jason talks a lot there about security. So we're seeing increasingly that good endpoint management solutions for organized. So, so if somebody's watching this and thinking, well, yeah, do I really need to look at my endpoint manager? Do I either need an endpoint manager or do I need to, do I need to, get something, you know, that's more modern doing, you know, what are the kind of things that a more modern platform might give me? So these are the kind of areas. So bringing together security, you know, security is a huge part. So the things that Jason's talking about, but also using that kind of information and telemetry from those devices to yeah. look at, 
is that behaviour normal? Is that device now starting to do something that it shouldn't? If that device is doing something that it shouldn't, can I then use security within my endpoint to isolate that device so actually the harm doesn't doesn't spread? So, so I think that's one area. And actually, interesting in what Jason was talking about before, I think this is an area that we're seeing more and more good endpoint management solutions starting to do, which is the idea of starting to monitor the user experience. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we, we knew how, how did we used to monitor the user experience. We'd all sit in the office and somebody would go, hey, Jace, my machine's running slow. And I think from an IT pro's point of view, the phrase, it's running slow, yeah. is almost one of the worst phrases you can hear, other than the smoke coming out the back. Yeah. But it's running because it's running slow doesn't mean anything. There's no, it's, it's a perception of, I mean, occasionally, yeah, maybe it's obviously running slow, but normally it's a perception. It's not running as well as it used to be. So actually being able to monitor that end user experience can be hugely important in two ways. One, it can give you some metric. So when somebody says it's running slow, you can say, well, actually it isn't, or actually it is. And then you can do some investigation into, well, why is it running? So what's changed on this device that running great yesterday, not running great today, has it had a patch applied? Has somebody put some new software on it? Has something changed in the config? And then that ability to, to rectify and maybe flip back to that. But it also allows companies to be proactive. So you can start to see this piece of software maybe or this, this security patch was applied. That's impacted the performance of this device. So I now know I've got a thousand devices in my organization that are about to get that security patch. So now I can take some mitigation actions proactively to deal with that problem before it becomes a problem. And what does that give us? Yeah. Well, that gives us a much better, you know, we talked about this on a couple of recent podcasts, actually about the excellence of the user experience. And this is a huge part because actually as your workforce is more distributed, needs to access services more and more, and maybe they're not coming to an office or you don't have an IT team available in a central location anymore, actually having the ability to proactively look at end user performance and look at how we might be able to predictively look at things that we might do that will impact that or when there has been change, get some metrics that allow us to quickly investigate it is, is hugely important for improving that. Not only the user experience, but then it improves the other things, doesn't it? It makes the business more efficient, probably makes it a better place to work. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a whole bunch of things that a good IT experience can help drive in a business beyond just, just IT. But I want to touch on something you, you mentioned before, Jace, because okay. I think it's a, it's a really, you know, so if we look at security, and I think if we look at, that kind of end user metric of, of performance as two of the evolving threats. I think uh, two of the evolving trends, sorry. I think the third evolving trend and it's something you touched on before about onboarding, but is this entire thing around lifecycle management, and particularly with a view on sustainability. I mean, we, we spoke to a customer recently yeah. didn't we, where, where that was a really big point for them about how we're we making sure we, we're meeting our sustainability requirements. We did, um, and it, it was it was onboarding. It was the window that they owned the device. It was offboarding, and it was kind of giving the device, uh, you know, a, a second home or rehoming that device. Um, yeah, I don't know what rabbit hole to go down from a sustainability <laughs> well, perspective. I I think that uh, Jason's going to take us down it. So let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pick up on the uh, the life cycle management, but maybe in a slightly different mm. twist on this. So if we look at a, a life cycle of a, a laptop, I'm, I'm going to pick on a laptop, but it could be any any device. So you want it to be secure from the off, from when a user starts to work with it. You then want to have a good experience while using it and using all of the telemetry that comes from that device to maybe recognize when it's not working so well and resolve it. And then ultimately there comes a period where that device gets decommissioned and needs to be securely erased. 
And, you know, typically that would be maybe three years, maybe four years out of a, a laptop. But I want to pick up on repairs, warranty repairs, because that essentially it's the same window, but it's unpredictable. It's Mm. not three years, it could be four years or it might be replaced entirely. So if we think about how that would be traditionally done, there would be someone from IT troubleshooting a machine, recognize that it needs to go in for repair. The vendors would typically recommend that you remove any sensitive data beforehand IT don't know what sensitive data might be on that. So there's a whole manual intervention with that before the device can go off and be repaired. And then we've got to, we've got to back it up before, restore it afterwards. And it, it's really manual. It's really manual. It's not as straightforward as it, as it should be. What we get with a lot of this endpoint management software now is because we can configure it in such a way from the off to say any documentation that you store on the machine is automatically uploaded into OneDrive. You've got your security software and we're monitoring the telemetry on the device. If that device is then having to go into a vendor for repair and needs to be erased beforehand, what you can do is actually securely erase the device beforehand, knowing that there's no data on the device anyway because it's all stored in OneDrive. goes off repair, whatever component it is gets repaired and it gets returned back from the factory to the end user. IT don't need to be involved in that now. They turn on the machine, they log into it, and it will download everything. It will make the files available. It will make the applications available to them. So if you look at that, that is just all of the manual headache, the effort taken out of it. You get your device repaired quickly and you get more out of that device. That person is more productive because they're without a machine for less time. How many, I'm just thinking of all the different applications that make this conversation up. And I can think of three or four that, you know, we, you know, to kind of get there is when we talk about beyond the endpoint, are you seeing a consolidation yeah, of? Absolutely. Right. The, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. I, I, you know, the, 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 the industry space is unified endpoint management, you know, and kind of the things that we're touching on are the things that are being brought together. That unified endpoint management came from the idea of multiple tools brought together. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about here are the things that are now starting to emerge into those tools yeah. to be what's the future of that going to look like. So, you know, maybe as we look to sum up, actually, I mean, from, from, from what I'm hearing from our conversation, I think there's kind of three areas that the, the evolution of endpoint management is taking us towards. Better security, better user yeah. experience, and actually better lifecycle management as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know, and, and there's lots and lots of benefits to that. So I think if you're watching this and you're thinking, do I need an endpoint manager? You know, I think yourself and Jason have, have articulated really well some of the, the real benefits with that. But, you know, they were the three things I thought from it. So, you know, is, is, is there anything else you wanted to add to that? I mean, the only other thing I'd say is, you know, we're talking to a lot of companies now about patch, about cyber essentials. Yeah. And it's the patch management of, 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 the, of the endpoints to make sure that they're compliant. Yeah, absolutely. And and this this helps to support that. I, I, I think you've you summed it up great there. Um, okay, I uh, hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, feel free to subscribe. We're just down below if you're watching us on YouTube and we're available in all good homes of podcasts. Uh, we'll catch you next week.